Comics Quest, where we pave the road for those who want to get into comics but don't know where to start. I'm your host, JD. And I'm his guest, Haley. <laughs> oh no, you've been relegated to a guest. I know, I've been demoted. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so um, this episode is going to be a little bittersweet because this, uh, for the foreseeable future, this is going to be your last episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad. Don't be sad. Think about the episodes that we have done. <laughs> they were great. I know. And they were really good. I'm very glad I'm very glad that I that I got you to read uh this one summer because you really liked that one. Yes. Well, I mean, I've really liked all of them and I am glad that I read them because I think if you hadn't have asked me to branch out and try it, you know, this is probably something I never would have even gotten into. Comics in general, mm-hmm. or like graphic novels in general. And I think that that's what has stopped me. In high school, I read a lot, but then once I got out of school, I only read, I guess, what I had to. And so mm-hmm. it seems kind of tedious when you're like, I should read for my brain, but I don't want to. But it's like you're allowed to read books with pictures because there's comics and graphic novels. It feels like cheating somehow, but it makes it fun and exciting, not so monotonous, you know? Yeah. So before we get into what we're actually reading, what we're actually going to be discussing for today, uh, uh, I I lent you a particular graphic novel, Mm -hmm. which... I may or may not discuss on this podcast at some point called Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. Have you read it yet? Not completely. So don't spoil anything. Okay. I just wanted to know if you had read it yet because yeah. I had forgotten to ask you before we started recording. I'm like halfway so. through. It, that one was the most <sighs> enticing to me just because the cover art was so pretty. Um, oh, I know. So that one I was, I could not wait to get through these so I could start those. <laughs> that one because <laughs> like that's like that's the light at the end of the tunnel it's like i gotta get through these other things i have to read so i can read the thing i want to read yeah because it's like it's the it's cutest like all looking over so mm-hmm. yeah rosemary valero o'connell uh very long name very good artist and a very good follow on twitter by the way so but we're not talking about laura dean today uh Haley, what are we talking Today we are discussing God Country, written by Donnie Cates. Yes, written by Donnie Cates with art by Jeff Shaw and colors by Jason Wardy. And I know that off the top of my head because I am a total fucking nerd. <clears throat> uh, it is a six-issue miniseries published by Image Comics, uh, a company that I will be returning to throughout the show, uh, like... We just did, um, I just did an episode with my friend Paresh where we talked Murder Falcon by Daniel Warren Johnson. That was also published by Image. Um, actually, the episode, I know for a fact, uh, which I'll discuss at the end of this episode, the next comic we're discussing is uh, also published by Image. But this is a story um, that takes place in uh, rural West Texas and follows the Quinlan family, uh, in particular the um, the character of Roy uh, and his wife and young daughter as they deal with the, with his uh, father, Emmett, who is a uh, elderly widower 
who is suffering from late-stage Alzheimer's, and uh, a tornado ravages the countryside where they live, and uh, out comes a giant monster and a giant sword called Valifax, and it has a consciousness, and it chooses Emmett to be uh, its host, and when he holds the sword, he becomes a fearless warrior who no longer has Alzheimer's, and uh, because of course this happens, uh, there are like weird mythological gods who want the sword back, because of course they do, because humans can't have nice things. No. Nope, we can't. So, uh, as with the other comics, you had not read this before. Uh, when I asked you to do this mm -hmm. uh, what were your thoughts going into it? Well this was probably the hardest uh, one for me to get into not because I hadn't even opened it or anything but just looking at it I stupidly was like this is not going to be my thing Not, <laughs> I already was like you know what it's probably going to be a lot of I guess fighting and yeah just looking at it I was like this seems like more of a superhero-y battle comic not interested and I don't know it just took me so much longer to actually open it and read it what I thought was cool though on the back it says epic Texan battle fantasy so that yeah. <laughs> I was like maybe <laughs> maybe it is worth the read so just because it was Texan I was like I have to read this it's probably important and relevant to me so it was I think this is the most different out of all of the things that I've had to read everything else has been I guess more like a slice of life or like autobiographical and this one is like all fantasy but mm -hmm. um I am really glad that I finally read it <laughs> that I got through it because it was definitely not what I expected yeah, it's not at all what I expected. So I remember, I believe it was twenty. Yeah, it was twenty seventeen when I first heard about it. Uh, I think it had already. It was published the previous year. I think, um, and the way I heard about it was through my man Patrick Willems on YouTube. Uh, he is actually really good friends with Donny Cates. And uh, while at Comic-Con that year, he picked up, like, the the exclusive, like, the like the booth exclusive hardcover of God Country. And I was like, ooh, this sounds really cool. And the artwork that, that is being shown looks really cool. So I want to read it. And it took me a very long time <laughs> to get around to it. Because uh, I finally found um, a used copy, as I usually do of these things. I find a used copy somewhere. And uh, reading through it, I realized, oh, this is... I can definitely see that, like, Donny Cates has a deep love for for superheroes. Because this is, like... Like you said, like, this, this could be a superhero book. Like, you could just change the gods in this to be the Norse gods from Marvel Comics, where, like, you change them to be, like, Thor and Odin, and it totally fits. Mm -hmm. Which I love. Uh, so because 
we're talking Donny Cates, of course, I have to go into my deep love for my deep love and appreciation for the writing of Donny Cates. So, uh, outside of God Country, other original works of his include um, a lot of miniseries like Redneck, um, which is about a superhero who gets his powers from consuming different uh, different types of drugs and alcohol. And he quits being a superhero because uh, after a particular uh, fight with a villain that levels an entire city, he blacks out and he doesn't remember the entire event, so he quits. Um, he also has the Paybacks, which is like set in the same universe as Buzzkill. He has um, as in a, two original like ongoing series called Baby Teeth and Redneck, uh, another miniseries called The Ghost Fleet, and he has one called Interceptor. And then after God Country, like that got the attention of Marvel and then Marvel picked him up and he has become like a superstar writer for them. Uh, first thing he wrote was a Thanos story called Thanos Wins, which that, that that's that's what it's about. It's about Thanos winning in the end and what happens after Thanos wins the like battle for the fate of the universe and he introduced a lot of the crazy shit he wanted to do like the introduction of his character the cosmic ghostwriter which very briefly is frank castle the punisher uh makes a deal with mephisto and becomes the ghostwriter goes completely insane and becomes very wacky and funny and then becomes the herald of galactus becoming the cosmic ghostwriter and then there's this whole thing with time travel that I will not get into here. So there's like there's also a Cosmic Ghost Rider miniseries also involving time travel. Uh, and then he had like he had an Inhumans miniseries. He is currently the writer on Venom and Thor. He wrote he wrote Guardians of the Galaxy for a year. He had a big Carnage event. He wrote a Silver Surfer miniseries and yeah, he's just become like the like one of the biggest writers at Marvel now and he still makes time for original stuff like right now he has a series called Crossover he just put out a pay what you want series called The One You Feed which I believe actually is like connected to God Country I'm not sure because I haven't read it yet um, but yeah so I love Donny Cates and I'm very excited to talk about this more mm -hmm. So that's the end of... So now I will put... It will take Donny Cates off of the pedestal that I have just put him on. And now we're going to talk this series. Alright. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry for that. That's okay. Do you have anything that you want to say about this specific one first? Um... Huh. Uh... Not particularly just yet okay. uh, that I can think of. Like, I... I, I I really just wanted to hear. I really wanted to hear your your thoughts on this. You know, uh, you know, as someone who, again, as someone who doesn't read, who is like starting to come into the into the world of comics, this is very different from what you've normally read. Yes. So far. Well, this and, one has uh, like a an actual narrator, and that was one of my very first questions: Who is the narrator? Who is it? I have no idea. <laughs> I would really like to know. Um. Well. Um. As with the other books that uh, we have dis that you and I have discussed, of course, I haven't read this in a while because you have my copy, yes. so I just haven't been able to read it. Um, so, 
I don't remember. I want to say it was supposed to be... Um, Oh, I don't remember. I want to say it's actually supposed to be the uh, the god who initially uh, comes to um, comes to comes to Emmett before. Uh, let me look up the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after Valifax uh, chooses Emmett as like um, as like the one to the one to wield him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a god name uh I don't know how to pronounce it if it's Adam or Atum. It's A T T U M. Uh he sends his sons, he has two sons to retrieve the sword. And I believe it's the first son, Aristus, who is uh kind of like in the vein of like Thor or Hercules, and he actually just like tries to reason with Emmett and he kind of actually like t- actually talks to Emmett. I believe he's the one who's supposed to be narrating it. Okay. I think. It has like a the narrator, I guess, has an accent. I don't know if that's how you would say it because it's written and not spoken, but mm-hmm. I can hear it so clearly in my head when I read it because just living in Texas, you can hear the, I guess, all different kinds of variations of what is supposed to be a regular English word and how people in Texas have just like combined it with another word, made it their own. Just basically, Texas mm-hmm. has their own strange language here, so it was very spot on for I guess what what the language is like down here. Yeah, which helps. Donnie, Donnie's from Texas. Ah. So th- he, I think he's from. I want to say he's from Austin. Mm-hmm. So that's even that's even more southern than us. So it's very familiar to read. I immediately could hear it. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh what what did you think of the sword Valifax and uh and it being you know conscious and everything? I guess that was interesting because you know in like other variations of I guess important weaponry and other stuff, it's just like this magical like weapon that has special powers or something. I've never had any variation where it's actually conscious. So that was something cool. And the fact that it has what seems to be a moral compass, like it knows right and wrong and who is good and evil, just on, I guess, gut feeling and doesn't have a gut. I don't know. But the fact that it can tell, I guess, who should wield it and who should not. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's like if Thor's hammer had a personality, I guess. See, that would instantly make the the movie is much more interesting if, <laughs> if it could it actually just a hat. <laughs> like yes i am the mo- i am the most worthy like and then he just comes in but like but are you though are you the thor because captain america lifted it a little bit because so. <laughs> like captain <laughs> because cap over there he uh he handled me pretty well yeah. and uh <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. Was interesting I l- too Yeah, um, so Valavax is great. Uh, the gods are very interesting. They're all with all of them having very different and distinct uh, personalities. Um, the two I mentioned, I mentioned Adam, Atom. I'm gonna call him Atom because mm-hmm. that just fits. Uh, he's like if Odin was a total piece of shit. Yeah, 
He just he has no regard for human life. He just wants to rule over everything with an iron fist because that's just who he is. And then you have Aristus or Aristus, however you want to say his name, um, is like I mentioned, he's like he's like a her- he's a heroic god who's kind of like Thor or Hercules, and he actually like whenever he's tasked to go bring Valifax back to his father, he is, you know, he actually like sits down with Emmett and has a conversation with him and talks to him about what's going on because you know this is you know this is a lot to take in for a human being mm-hmm. you know going through all this and I love the moment uh I guess I think it's at the end of was it was it the first or second issue when when Aristus uh comes to visit Emmett um, I want to say the second so yeah so I think it's so it's at the end of the second issue when um like he asks Emmett's like so is there anything that you want me to tell my father when uh when I get back to him because Emmett has said that like I'm not going to give up the sword because if I give up the sword I won't be okay anymore I like my my mind won't be fixed anymore Mm -hmm. uh so he's like is there anything you want me to say he's like yeah I got something to say and then it cuts to Aristus talking to his father, saying, "Yes, he said uh, uh, he said something that that has been said by his ancestors. He said, come and take it.' Yeah, which I loved. I have I have a God Country T-shirt that just has this has Valifax on it and says, "Come and take it." Mm. And uh, so then there's those two, and then there's uh, Aristus's brother. Uh, Balagrim, Lord of the Underworld, who, you know, after Emmett has refused to give the sword back, uh, Balagrim is sent sent to. He shows up at Roy's house and kidnaps his daughter Dina, and takes her to hell. Literal hell, yes. And, literal hell. And so then, you know, Emmett feeling you know responsible for for this you know, for this unfortunate event, uh, he decides to go to hell and go and, you know, save his granddaughter. And while Roy and, uh, his wife, who I'm, uh, I'm blanking on her name. Jane? Uh, Janie? Yeah, Janie. Yeah. While Roy and Janie, like, stay on earth and, uh, actually, like, you know, fight off literal demons from hell with you know wood mm-hmm. and stuff <laughs> and uh yeah and and after so then after he gets dean and then after emic Estina back from hell he then decides you know what uh i guess me and this atom guy have to have it have a little chat <laughs> so then he asks valivax to take him to uh take him to wherever the gods are and they have a big old fight. Yeah. You know, as, you know, that ha- the things that happens in this comp, you know, in, in these types of comics, you have a big old fight at the end. You got to. Yes. And even though it might seem kind of like, I guess, expected or maybe, I guess, like, that's what usually happens in stuff like this, because of the artwork and the illustration, it is still really interesting 
because you're like oh yeah battle of course but the illustration and the artwork really make it just it feels you can sort of feel it you know everything that's happening which that was one of my biggest I guess positives for this one was I really did like the style um like even when you're talking about the characters I think the character design is great like um what's his name's brother the the uh, the, 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 the yeah Balagrim, the Lord of the Underworld. I loved his design. He just exuded evilness. I mean, just very <laughs> scary looking. Every like when you imagine, I guess, an actual demon from hell. I think that you should be picturing him. It's very scary to me. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So outside of the all the the crazy, you know god level action shit that happens in this there is a very human story at the heart of this Mm -hmm. you know dealing with uh just familial conflict in general and i'm gonna read a quote here from donny cates so i just found out before recording that um apparently donny cates wrote this uh after having a near-death experience in his past so uh i'm gonna read this quote uh, quote, I don't think it's any surprise that I started writing God Country at the end right around that time and I don't think it's any surprise that this story is what came out of those two things that's why that in the, in the book there's this old man and there's this very young girl they're like complete two opposite sides of the spectrum one who had their entire life in front of them and one who has less in front of him than he does behind him You know, I think that those two experiences becoming an uncle and almost dying I think that those very much informed this entire book. So basically he's like talking about how uh Emmett is kind of you know the like a like a proxy for you know his near th- his near death experience and Dina is like a proxy for uh him becoming an uncle and having you know an addition to the family that you know someone that he is you know there to can be there to care for and that's that can be scary mm-hmm. for for people you know i i i know for you know i don't i don't have any siblings so that's not going to happen i don't i don't plan on having kids but i do know that like you know if you know if i had a sibling and they had a child you know being an uncle that would be legitimately terrifying to me yeah um, you could probably speak more to that because I know you 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 have a brother. Yes, well, I mean this it is like whenever the initial storyline starts and it's him and his or Janie and oh my gosh what is the son's name I feel so bad I forgot Roy Roy when Janie and Roy are arguing about you know what are they gonna do with his father Emmett it's really sad because. It's like he's just got a one... Emmett has a one-track mind about, you know, basically his house and this is all that he has left. And it's hard, you know, because his son just really wants his dad back. And I guess when you have a near-death experience, it's like all you can focus on is your family and just... It really puts it all into perspective how much time you have and everything. So when you have a parent who's ill or mentally ill, you know, and they just seem to be getting worse, all you can think about is like, well, what what will happen if I 
am not here with them, you know? They're going to be gone. Mm -hmm. They're just going to get worse. So I can't imagine having to deal with that. It's one of the scariest things I can think of, you know? So it was... It was also emotional, like, even though there was the epic battles and, you know, the fantastical, like, world building, it was also very human still, because there's a lot of emotional layers into it, so that's why I originally, whenever I was like, oh, it's just another superhero comic, it was a nice surprise to find that there was a very human and interesting storyline behind it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this actually brings up something that I had thought about before recording. Uh, this reminds me of our discussion on Fun Home, and we, where we talked about how we use fiction to try and understand both ourselves as well as the people around us. God Country is almost like is really like Donny Cates just using fiction to try and understand himself and try to work through things of his own and I and you know having watched and read interviews with him you know he that's something that he does with a lot of his work you know as someone he is someone who uh has dealt with you know is he's a recovering uh he's 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 a recovering alcoholic he has been sober for many many years and that's one of the reasons he wrote Buzzkill. It was, you know, someone who has, you know, no control over the, or is someone who's trying to take control of their life that has been ravaged by, you know, substance abuse. And he is doing the same thing with Venom and that he sees, you know, Venom as like a perfect story for addiction or like as a, as like a metaphor for addiction. Uh, what I'm trying to say so you know and that's honestly I feel like a lot of writers do that but I feel that a lot of comic book writers do that in particular because you know comic books have been like this this art medium that has been like kind of maligned by by the mainstream you know and it's 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 coming more into the mainstream you know now uh, and even though it was like in the nineties, it was, it was a huge, huge thing, you know, comic, you know, comic book artists were like, you know, as famous as movie stars, you know, there are, they were as big as movie stars. Um, but even still, you know, comics, they've always been kind of, you know, like the people who have been you know into comics have always kind of been on the fringes of society, fringes of society. And, you know, a lot of the struggles that, you know, everybody goes through, you know, you know, the way comic book people, people who are into comic books and want to start and are like working on comic books, they, I feel like they deal with it a lot more in their work than other artists and other mediums do, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my two cents on that. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, honestly, it's it's funny. Like, I, I thought I would have a lot to say about this, but honestly, my no, all I really want to say is just everyone should read it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. This one, for me, I guess it wasn't my favorite out of all of the ones that I've read just because 
I guess I feel like it could have been, I don't know, the plot wasn't so complex or anything, it was sort of simple, but this is just, I guess, like, the first, the first, like, superhero comic I've read, or I don't, I wouldn't call it a superhero comic. What is this? <laughs> uh, it, like it says, it's like, it's, Texas, it's like a Texas family drama mixed with like, you know, big fantasy, fan, big fantasy action shit. One thing, it did make me sort of sad. I mean, like in the end, everything turns out fine, but it was sort of sad still because, I mean, they go all that way to do all that stuff, you know, like they, as a family, they get closer and they you know he they all remember everything he's like i remember everything whenever he gets the sword and he gets his memory back then after that for it to end the way that it does it is sad but it yeah that the uh that opening scene is is really really heartbreaking Mm -hmm. when uh you know the roy and janie and dina they show up at the they show up at emmett's house with there's was it a cop who's who was called yeah, like he he uh, attacked someone, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, and Roy's like, you know, like I'm I'm sorry, but you know he's like he he's not well. And then Janie's holding on to Dina, but then Dina's like, I want to see Grandpa, I want to see Grandma, and she you know wriggles out of her mother's arms and runs up to the house. And Janie's like, no 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 no, don't do that, don't. And you know she walks through the door, and Emmett is just yelling. No curses and obscenities. Yeah, profanities. Like, <laughs> profanities like get the fuck out of my house! I'll fucking kill you. Yes, this and is his... mature. This is. <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is for, this is uh for, not for kids. Rated M. <laughs> Rated M for mature. Yes. So that is really I mean, sad. That was hard for me. I was like, how is it gonna get better from here? But it does. It does come full yeah. circle. Yeah, because I'm. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Emmett does die. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Emmett dies. Dun, dun, dun. And it's really sad, you know, because, you know, and of course, this whole, you know, for so long, you know, Emmett and Roy haven't been able to connect because, you know, Emmett's been dealing with Alzheimer's and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't even know who his son is. He just, you know, sees him as someone who's, you know, invading his home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, of course, you know, they, you know, sit outside and have a beer and, you know, they talk about, you know, what's been going on. And, you know, this, you know, Roy's like, this is not normal. You have a giant fucking sword. He's like, I need the sword. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, look, I need it because I, you know, I want to be well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I almost see, you could almost like see like the sword is like, you know, it's it's a a temporary fix. It's like a band aid. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not. Uh, it's not a long-term solution for for this for something that you know we don't really you know we you you can't really do anything about you know when it hap you know when something like Alzheimer's happens they just you just kind of have to deal with it yeah you know, you got kind of let it you know because you know once it's there it's there and you can't really you can't stop it you can't you know suppress it really you know, just, you have to let it you know, happen, which is awful, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
and then and then but you know Emmett he you know he finds peace and in the end you know with you know with dying and Roy is able to you know see all move of his on. memories he shows him oh my god that was so perfect for me I was like yes <laughs> oh it's like that I feel like it's like that meme of the guy who's like salutes super hard and is like shouting and crying it's like yes yeah this is what I need it's like this like like perfect little like release of emotion that you that you needed after everything that's happened yes this one was probably I mean even though some of the other episodes I've been on have had I guess emotional themes this one hit me the hardest because it is just so heartfelt I guess you can tell that what they're feeling is real and deep and everyone can relate to it because well I mean I've everyone has family and so it's like all you want is to be understood and to have you know as much time as you can with your family so this one might have been one that hit me the hardest even though at first I didn't even really think I'd be interested in it beautiful (laughs) well um I'd say that pretty much wraps this up I think we've said pretty much everything we want to say yeah yeah so yeah, check out God Country by Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw if you haven't already. I'm sorry we spoiled it for those who haven't <laughs> yet. Uh, that's my fault. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so this unfortunately is uh, the last episode for the foreseeable future with Haley, uh, which you know I'm a little sad, but you know Haley, you know I respect. I respect her. She's a she's a dear friend, and I respect uh, the deci- the decision she needs to make Thank to you, you know well, to not be a part of the show, I hope which that is totally fine. Has liked these episodes. This was something new for me, and it was fun to try it out. Like just being on yeah. a podcast and also reading comics, graphic novels. I definitely won't stop. So I hope that JD, this makes you feel. Oh yeah, happy. I will make sure. <laughs> I will make sure that you don't stop writing comics. I will continue to, like, just give you stuff. Uh, so, one of our coworkers, Alejandro, one day he came to me and he said, uh, Hey, JD, do you do you read Batman comics? And I go, yeah, I do. I love Batman comics. And he's like, do you have any that I could borrow? And I was oh, like, my gosh. yeah, I do. <laughs> Did that just bring a so tear to your eye? <laughs> a little bit. I was just like, yes, finally. So yeah, I actually I gave him a Batman comic and I gave him God Country because I was like, oh. hey, can I give you something else that you might that you might like as well? It's not superhero, and he's like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, I would just like bring him like bags of comics and be like, <laughs> read all of this. Yeah. And he did. He enjoyed like everything that I gave him. And he was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is uh, the it is the end of an era. Yes. But. Uh, but we'll be moving forward. Yeah, it was uh, good for me. I think that it's another medium. I guess if you're literally for anyone, there's something out there for everybody. Some of these I didn't think I would relate to at all. And they have been very profound and made me emotional. So I really liked it. This was a good experience. Sweet. <laughs> all right. So, uh,. So, as scheduling has worked, has sort of worked itself out now, um, 
This, uh, I believe, is going to be the third to last episode of the year. So we are going to have two more episodes, which I will go ahead and announce now. Uh, next week, uh, I will be discussing the the Image series Paper Girls by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang. Uh, is a 30-issue series, and I will be discussing it with uh, my good friend Jesse Ferguson. And the week after, which will be the last episode of the year, I will be discussing the miniseries Light Brigade by Peter J. Tomasi and Peter... Uh, I believe it's uh, Peter Sneberg or Peter Snepper. He's from Northern Europe, so it's hard to remember exactly how to pronounce his last name. But that will be with uh, uh, which I'm very excited. Uh, my guest on that episode will be Scott Thomas, uh, who you might know from the Infinity Podcast and uh, on the Rails, as well as appearing on other podcasts and just being a, a generally swell guy, as well as being a phenomenal actor. Uh, you can check out his work in uh, everything from uh, the film Skin to the HBO miniseries uh, I Know This Much Is True. So look forward to those next two episodes. And uh, this is JD and Haley signing off together for the last time. Yes, good luck uh, on the rest of your episodes. Thank you. Thank you, Haley. Mm -hmm. uh, so... That's the end. Thank you for listening and have a good day. Bye.